So it was your pick, Daniel. Yeah. And you went for? Well, I went for this because Pete said that he'd never seen it. Mm. And I thought we've got to put that right. And It was as simple as that, wasn't it? It was. It was. I I had something else planned. But when I found out Pete had not seen This Is Spinal Tap, it had to be. You had to write that. You had to write that wrong. We had to write that wrong. And I've just found out, Howie, it's your your debut as well. I'd never seen it either. You were This Is Spinal Tap exclamation mark virgin part of that is true and peter presumably is still because he's not he won't have watched it yeah Yeah. he won't have watched it yeah no he's he he wouldn't have watched it would have gone over his head wouldn't it it would have probably gone over his head he'd be watching uh patson two yeah (laughs) the new route yeah yeah (laughs) well this is spinal tap what is it 84 correct and it's the only film on imdb to be rated out of 11 (laughs) is is it really i didn't see that that's brilliant yeah. Uh, what did it get out of 11? It got 7.9 Correct. out of 11. Does, yeah. 7.9 yeah. out of 11. That's great. I was surprised. I thought it would be higher, but it doesn't It's matter. in the uh, Hall of Records as an institutionally important film in America. Yeah, in America, yeah. The yeah, Congress yeah. film records, yeah. yeah. It's like their British Film Institute equivalent, only not as good. Just shitter. Yeah. So, so for those of you who are wondering what the fuck are they talking about, it is a, a film based on the legendary English heavy metal band Spinal Tamp. Tap. Spinal, spinal temp. No. <laughs> spinal, spinal tarp. Spinal tarp. Uh, he calls it later in the movie. And it's, uh, it's followed by an American comeback tour and a filmmaker fan who wants to make a rockumentary. Yeah, well, that's, that- that's Rob Reiner, the director of the movie, playing the director Marty. Marty, Marty DeBerge. Yeah. Who also, of course, did Stand By Me. Yeah, it was all downhill after this. Big favourite of, uh, <laughs> yeah. of Sides. The Bucket List, The Princess Bride. I mean, this guy. Oh, I haven't pr- seen that. Princess Bride's worth it. Yeah, it's, mm. it's really good. And um, the band on the cusp of releasing their 15th album. <laughs> that's it, uh, yeah. In 17 years. Smell the Glove. Mm. Uh, that's the latest album that they're promoting. Yeah. Uh, it features an, ins- uh, an obscene cover. It's... Uh, it's um, the Strokes. This is it. Yeah, album cover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this is a classic. Even if people haven't seen this yet, you probably will be aware of quite a few of the set pieces that happen in the film because they are so ubiquitous. Mm. Um, especially, Dan, you already referenced the 11 one and we'll get we'll go through them all. But I think everyone would have... Howie, did you have some sort of awareness of it before? Uh, do you know, all I knew was it was a mockumentary rockumentary. Yeah. And I was aware of Power Up to 11. Yeah, and that was it. Mm. That was genuinely it. And I, but I was aware of. And the other thing was, um, is it Harry Shearer? Yeah, is, and from the Simpsons. Yeah, voices. Alan's brother. <laughs> yeah. When I was at probably left school actually, but probably eighteen, nineteen, I used to read. I think it was Select magazine, and a friend of mine entered a competition. So I know we like a band. The Pixies, the bass player from the Pixies was in another band called The Breeders. Mm-hmm. She split off from that and made started a band called The Amps. And there was a giveaway mm-hmm. for uh, this miniature like Fender amp, and they all went up to 11 for the controls <laughs> on it. Nice. Yeah, so that was pretty it cool. Inspired yeah, by inspired this. By Which he you... won it. He did win it. <clears throat> oh, That's wow. pretty cool. Yeah, okay. Has he still got it? You might imagine so. We see the band come out on stage, don't we? And they shout, we're Spinal Tap from the UK. You must be the USA. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's just filled with, it's not... Like jokes you get out of airplane or or one of those you know machine gun kind of fired movies as uh, that there's lots of jokes but it's just funny situations well, it's mainly and reactions. It's almost all improvised. Yeah. yeah, I guess the songs lyrics weren't, but the yeah the actual conversational pieces are all almost oh. exclusively improvised, and the the gags in it are really more 
Um, Michael McKean, so I think he's Michael McKean. Is but there's the not a lot of not a lot of hugely visual jokes. There are some, but more... well, there's there's memorably one right at sort of at the climax of the movie. Yeah, the, the Stonehenge sequence, yeah. obviously. But yeah, no, it's mostly what they say humor, and the song lyrics. Are low what really, key, that sort of reality vibe that the Office and that oh, yeah. sort of thing also had. A lot of the I watched a. a a little program about the making of the film afterwards and a lot of the takes were the first takes because they didn't tell them what was coming like when they're describing the the band covers and, yeah, and yeah. the critics reviews of their band yeah they, so you get that great reaction to the shit sandwich <laughs> review and you get michael mckitt he's like no, no that's impossible <laughs> it's brilliant yeah. absolutely brilliant genuine reactions because they were playing it through first time that's yeah. right so, did the actors actually play the instruments yeah, as well. They, yeah, they do. Yeah, because yeah, that was the thing. I was like, fucking hell, they're not just taking the No, piss. they're all accomplished They're all accomplished musicians. musicians. One, yeah. of the songs, one of the songs, and I can't remember which one it was, they're all playing a bass guitar. Yeah. And one of them's a, one of those, you know, double guitars, but it's, a, it's a four bass players in it. Yeah, it's just turning it all up. So, I mean, the first gig is a huge uh, success selling out uh, New York's Madison Square Garden. But as the tour goes on, they find themselves... Be- filling less and less stadiums yeah. and or they're just cancelled or just cancelled yeah. altogether and they they become this kind of bit of a joke really towards the end but they're the, rock and roll all the way through the core of the band i would say is yeah. is the sort of long-standing that there has been between michael mckean's character and and christopher guests there that's yeah. david st hubbins isn't it and nigel tufnell yeah <laughs> toughers and uh, you've but you've got the third member of the band is derek small that's is right it? yeah yeah, yeah. And that is Harry Shearer. Harry that's Shearer. Harry Shearer. That's isn't Harry it? Shearer. Yeah. Yeah. But what we haven't mentioned is the drummer. Yeah, could you explain all this? Because I was obviously I did watch it in the most glued-in situation. I they, was occasionally looking away. It seemed like he was just missing all the well, time. Well, they have. They've had difficulties yeah, with drummers, so they yeah. die. Well, I think they'd all died. Yeah. Um, and they, they yeah, say one they in say a one gardening about, oh, he, accident. Yeah. And he, oh, so and so. Yeah, he choked on his. He choked on vomit, but <laughs> wasn't not, his. wasn't his. And you can't dust for vomit. Is the gag? That they say in that one. It was based on a real thing, wasn't mm. it? That I can't remember which band it was, but they're the drummer. ACDC or something no? It's like the that? Who, is it the Who's drummer? Keith well, Moon? I think just in rock band folklore drummers are pretty wild generally yeah. but there i did read that there was a specific band who mm. were on their fifth drummer yeah and they said it was all very spinal tap you know it becomes the adjective that you say well at one point michael mckean says there's been 37 people in this band. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fall it couldn't be more different to the recent rockumentary that both dan and i have watched which was about the beatles but, uh, <laughs> I finished the first part of that now. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, this is not... They're, yeah. they're drinking tea a lot and sitting down chatting. Yeah, and, uh, these this guys. Is, this is wild. They go... They, so we, we follow them through their American tour and they go to meet the, the PR lady who's played by Fran Drescher. Do you remember her mm. from The Nanny? She's hot. And Patrick McNee is the yes. head who's... Really head of polar records dude who's obviously hopelessly out of touch with like rock bands and whatever but they've got to play the game but they start to take offense to the album cover is yeah. one, one of the running themes through the the narrative yes. it gets the- a bit me too doesn't it she says to him we don't have this mentality anymore <laughs> and he yeah. says well it's not 1982 <laughs> <laughs> no, and then he says you should have seen what they originally wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah it wasn't, it a, wasn't glove. a glove <laughs> yeah <laughs> believe me yeah <laughs> they're also like this is one of the things that i really like they're described as one of english loudest bands mm. so i think 
you know, as if they're, that, they're like yeah. little throwaway comments that they just get you after. You it's a it. difficult movie to review, isn't it? Because you end up just kind of explaining the jokes, which are really funny, and there's endless ones yeah. of them. I mean, they move through the American tour. At one point, they're in a in a taxi cab with the guy. I think he was out of Donnie Brasco, or yes, some, yeah, he is. He's, it was he. he played, oh, uh, the one who's talking about the Rat Pack. Yeah, so uh, not, just for the window. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So we're going to laugh a lot the way through this because there are so many great lines that you do just have to watch for yourself and see if this humour tickles you. It really did for me. I mean, I've watched this probably seven, eight times at least. And um, each time I, I will still laugh at the same jokes. I'll, I'll see new things and throw away lines that I haven't laughed at before. Mm. But there's a few classic points. The the favourite part for me, the bit that I always remember about this film is when they're reviewing the, the albums. Yes. And they all just sat round outside in a garden and uh, the documentary maker's just showing them their album covers mm. and he goes, what about this one, a shark sandwich? One reviewer just went, shit sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just... Uh, the reactions of the the band because they say they haven't that heard was this actually before. based apparently i've got it here on happy monday's album yes please uh, <laughs> no thanks <yeah. laughs> it is one though when you're talking about it you you, have, you you could end up as you said Riggs, just going through the jokes one after mm. another but it's really good I think we forget. I take it this was the first of its kind in a way. Mm. So, like you said, it's spawned. Be right. Yeah, that's right at the start, and it spawned a, a lot of yeah. other films. The Office is the biggest, obvious. Well, one. he also did Rob Ryan. I think it was Rob Ryan who did Best in Show. Have yeah, you he seen did, that yeah. one, yeah. the yeah. dog one. That's yeah. really funny as yeah. well. Yeah. What I noticed this time watching it was it's really quite a sweet bromance, basically, between Nigel yeah. and David. And especially at the end. And it's hard when who is it? She, what's her name? Janine comes into the band. The Yoko. She? The Yoko. Yeah. Yes. And and the. I don't know. It's not an actual romantic crush, is it? It's a fraternal, brotherly thing, but he's devastated by her yeah. and her meddling in the band. And yeah, that that was one of the things I noticed, but it sets up the the great set piece at the end. Uh, in Japan. Yeah. In Japan. Well, there, there's, there's lots, as you say, lots of little bits. At one point, there's a girl with herpes and the whole band ends up having herpes, <laughs> kind of insinuating they've all had... Had it off with her at some point. They go in to uh, pay tribute to Elvis Presley. So oh, that is brilliant. Stop at Graceland <laughs> and uh, singing a Heartbreak Hotel. <laughs> Although none of them can remember the, the words or sing the harmony. And they all just try. Yeah. It is fantastic. A um, couple of bits of like connected trivia for you that might be interested. It. Tony Hendra, Ian Faith, the manager, he looks like Tubes yeah. from Do, Soccer. This, I was yes, about to say that, um, like the spit of him. He was a writer on Playboy After Dark. Okay. The TV series, which is cool. Takes some writing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he starred in Jumping Jack Flash. I can't remember which character it is, but June Chadwick, who played Janine in this, the conniving Yoko. Yeah. She was also in Jumping Jack Flash, as well as the TV series V. But didn't you talk about that on the pod before? The uh, lizard people. Yeah. I have to say, I really like the way that they did the sort of cutaway. So you mentioned how sort of angry he was resentful of her coming into the mm. band as Yoko and they did the little cutaway of just every so often he just cuts him and he's like seething mm. you know face was dropping and seething and I really enjoyed the 
the little cutaway interviews that they did with him, especially when he said, when he played the piano and he played a beautiful piece of music and he goes, where's your inspiration? Oh, it's between Mozart and Bach. Yeah, I'm somewhere yeah. in between. Mark. Mark. I'm, I'm yeah. somewhere in between. And, and he goes, what, what do you call that? And he said, oh, love pump. Yeah. Lick, lick my love <laughs> pump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's beautiful piece of music. Um, now, some of their music actually is, the lyrics in that are absolutely fantastic. I mean, we've got Big Bottom. That, that's, so, a, that's a classic. So I don't know if we can splice a, a clip in of. Oh, of we should do it. It sounds like this. Tremendous, yeah. you know. I mean, the the bigger the cushion, the sweeter the pushing. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> and the style in which they sing, it's yeah. just so rock and roll. And it's actually one of the things I miss this genre. Really, the eighties spandex sort of hair metal, Motley Crue. Well, never Dan, really got into it at a time. You need Rec- to recommendation for you, and that's probably what Riggs was about to say. Steel Panther. Yeah. Oh really? Okay. Unreal. Oh, you. If you don't know Steel Panther, get involved. With Play Steel it Panther. fucking loud. It's fucking right, gold. I'm jotting that down. <clears throat> I'll give you the um They're album. basically living this life. Yeah. Yeah. But they are genuinely brilliant musicians. Yeah. But the songs are also fucking funny as fuck. Okay. The guitarist is right. called Satchel and he's just like the most incredible guitarist. Balls of Steel, I think, is the one to start with. It's got yeah. um, just like Tiger Woods and 17, get, 17 Girls in a Row, stuff like that. It's what amazing. did we get told off for? Some guy, we were playing it. We were doing some chores around at Meeg's Gaff <laughs> and we, we were both blasting it out loud and it's like just... Yeah, like obscene. really, really obscene, yeah. and we've got some guy shadow thing. You turn that fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, still Panther. Michael McKean for me is the the one. He's the star in the movie. I think gives the best performance, and he was brilliant as Chuck McGill 
in Better Call Saul. Did anybody? Okay. Oh right, that? yeah, I've watched part of it. Yeah, 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 yeah I do like that actually. Yeah, mm. and Shearer does The Simpsons and some other stuff. Yeah, they all went on to have other kind of careers, but there's a real cult following with this film, and I've seen on YouTube and how many times they've got together to discuss the film, to go to mm. fan conventions mm. and things. It's you're gonna love it or hate it. I think kind of oh, movie. Most people, you're gonna love this. You, just, this you is, should. You for should me, this is it. like almost universal because it doesn't matter about the metal whether you're into the metal or not. It's the comedy is like timeless. It's fucking brilliant. But you're right. It did take a little bit of while to well, to people, gain some traction. It cost two and a half million to put this together, but only took four point seven at the box office. So modest return. But I think since then. Word of mouth, DVD, stuff like that. It's uh, been a big hit. Yeah. But it just took a little while well, for it. Well, the one scene where he's showing off his all his guitars and he's Listen showing to off the his... Listen that. Don't even yeah. look at it. <laughs> yeah. Don't, even Don't look, look at it. it. <laughs> and he's talking about turning the most amps go up to 10, but mm. look, ours is 11. And he goes, why don't you just make 10 louder? He's like... He just he doesn't get it. Long yeah. No, it goes up to 11. <laughs> And there's there's also a scene where they they're trying to find their way to the stage. Oh they're, god! They're in the bowels of whatever venue it is, <laughs> and they see this. Um, they see this sort of janitor guy, and he's like, "Oh, you have to go down there, right? <laughs> the next right, and then you just go through the curtains. You're on." And they sort of traipse around a bit, and then, well, they're all whooping. Come on, <laughs> <yeah>. let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> then they just walk down this corridor, and they just see him again. And he's like, "You got lost again." And, like, oh. and then. Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, Jerry Cantrell, Dee Snyder, and Ozzy Osbourne say that they've all done that. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened to them. So uh, for a lot of musicians, when they watch this, it wasn't as funny because they were just like, this is real. This is what it's actually like. You know? yeah. Well, mm. Rob Reiner got a cameraman who records lots of documentaries for rock bands and things, and he was filming it. He wanted that authenticity, yeah. but the, the cameraman said... I don't get it. Is what's funny about it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Because he's just seen all this as well. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's difficult to say anything interesting. I think about this movie. Just trivia is good. I've got the back catalogue of their albums. If you want, yeah, Please. do want. Yeah. Uh, we got the debut was the incredible flight of Icarus P. Anybody be anybody? <laughs> Shall I try that again? Yeah. The incredible flight of Icarus P. Anybody. Number two uh, was Silent but Deadly. Number three, Brain Hammer. Intravenous de Milo. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tap dancing. Smell the glove. Obviously. Break like the wind. Was, uh, released in 1992. Before 2008's Back from the Dead. Okay. So and they have toured this stuff yeah. extensively as yeah. well. So it's real money spinning for them. Good on them. Good on them. Yeah. And hopefully this will find new fans uh, through this pod site. So- podcast because it deserves it this film yeah Yeah. and also check out steel panther